This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about that proposed high-speed train now between Vancouver to Seattle and then on to Portland, Oregon. This project has got a big price tag for sure. Estimated $24 billion to potentially as high as $42 billion. That's U.S. $42 billion U.S. I just plugged that into my uh, currency conversion calculator here. By, by my math here, that's almost $55 billion Canadian. This would be expensive, but a brand new feasibility study out says it could be worth the money with the business spinoff and the revenue that it would generate. This is an interesting idea. 400 kilometers an hour would be the top speed of this train. I think one of the things that's catching a lot of people's attention is the is the high-speed travel time here. So you go from Vancouver to Seattle in one hour, and then another hour on to Portland. That's a pretty exciting project. Let's talk about it now with Bruce Ralston. He's BC's Minister for Jobs, Trade, and Technology. I'm very pleased you could join us. Minister, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks very much, Wayne. Okay, this is an exciting uh, project here. Give me your thoughts on it. Like, how, how possible is this? I mean, is, are we just kind of spitballing this thing, or could this thing actually get done? Well, I, I think this is a serious study, um, but it, we are in very preliminary stages. I mean, you've mentioned the, the prospective cost, uh, but I think the, the benefits uh, that uh, might flow from uh, such a project would be uh, tremendous. So, um, the, we're working with the, uh, Washington State. Also, Microsoft itself is uh, fairly interested in that. I mean, they're an example of a company with uh, business interests on uh, both sides of the border, and uh, uh, they've, for example, they recently funded a seaplane from Seattle to Vancouver Harbor called, they, they nicknamed it the Nerdbird, but that gives you an idea of they're interested in bringing people back and forth. So that's just one example of the economic benefits that would flow from people being able to get back and forth uh, much more easily. What would be some of the, the economic spin-offs here, like in terms of numbers? Uh, well, um, the, the, the study talks about economic activity up to three, uh, $355 billion, um, creation of a couple hundred thousand jobs. I mean, these are, you know, this is, uh, as you, I wouldn't call it spitballing, but these are definitely estimates. Um, yeah. And then I guess the other thing that, that would be really, uh, people would look at as well, the number of trips. I think there's a real sense that there would be a lot of uptake on it. And you've got train technology, which is uh, you know, no, fewer, many fewer vehicle trips, or in some cases, people travel back and forth by airplane from uh, airport to airport, uh, whether it's uh, Seattle or Portland. So you would reduce that uh, as well. So environmental benefits uh, and uh, economic benefits across the piece. Okay, where would, um, obviously it's still in the planning stages, as you mentioned, but where would some of the stops be? Obviously the major stops would be Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, but I understand there's also some suggestion there could be a stop in Surrey, which uh, might be uh, attractive to people, and then I also see some other several stops in Washington State. Yeah, no, that's uh, exactly right. Um, there, there, that would be explored further, but um, yeah. certainly um, Surrey would be um, 
one one possible stop, and then uh, down as as you go down the, the corridor, um, there would be interim stops as well. I think yeah. the success of high speed would be that you wouldn't want too many stops because it's not meant to be a, a milk run kind of train. It's meant to be high speed between a very few destinations. Okay, yeah, like I'm looking at the the this the proposed stops in this report, and it says Surrey which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you go south of the border to Washington State, and it aden- identifies Bellingham, Everett, Tacoma, and Olympia as other possible stops. How come they get four stations and we would only get one? Uh, well, I think most of the route is uh, on the American side. But don't okay. forget, these are very preliminary ideas. I mean, our, yeah. our preferred location would be Surrey because it connects to uh, downtown Vancouver, YVR, you know, and then out to the valley as well. So... Um, but yeah, th- this would be uh, the, you know this would be negotiable over the longer run. Tim. Okay, let's talk about the money part of it here. I mean, this is a very pricey price tag here of forty-two billion dollars U.S. How how would that be divided up? And we had one of our our listeners on the our one of our our uh, uh, followers on Twitter ask me a question on that. Sherry, who asked, how would this be divided up between the two countries? The cost. Uh, well, there's no. Um, they, they looked at possible funding and uh, financing models, so there's no specific sources uh, identified. But I think it could be reasonably expected that uh, various levels of government would contribute, including the federal government and the Canadian government and the U.S. government. Um, so the um, the and I think it would be divided up. I mean, as I said, the route is proportionately shorter than the rest of the the line through Washington and Oregon. So right. the Americans would bear the um, bigger portion of the cost in any, I think, notional division of the cost. What about private sector involvement? Would it be strictly publicly funded or would you get, like you, you mentioned, uh, Microsoft is on board, at least with this preliminary study too. Would they potentially be a partner in building it? Uh, well, that again, that would remain to be seen. Um, it, it could be positioned as an investment opportunity for funding from the private sector. But again, there's no decisions reached. Sometimes um, when you finance projects uh, publicly, the, uh, the borrowing cost is uh, quite a bit cheaper. So, but but not, none of that has been decided, and given the the, the price tag on it, um, it, there might be very well be private sector interest in such a project or participating in, in that as well. Okay, speaking of BC Jobs Minister Bruce Ralston about that high speed train proposed to Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, uh, I'm already hearing people say that. Well, hang on a minute. What about the opportunity cost of, of of other stuff that we could be spending money on? Like, what about replacing the congested Massey Tunnel? What about a new SkyTrain extension through Surrey or elsewhere? What about uh, some rapid transit to the North Shore? How do you how do you answer that? Saying like, where do you put the priority and decide where the money gets spent? Well, I, I think I mean everyone recognizes that in the Lower Mainland uh, there is uh, major gridlock, uh, and we're we're making commitments to uh, a number of transportation projects in the Lower Mainland. Uh, we're replacing it's a 1.38 billion dollar bridge to replace the Patella Bridge. The uh, it's 75 years old now, and we're making yeah. along with the federal government major investments in public transit. So, so um, I agree uh, that. Um, we there are concerns and legitimate uh, uh, expenditures here in the Lower Mainland that have to be dealt with, but what, what this study is considering is just the broader 
economic potential of growth and stronger trade relations in the Cascadia region. So, right, right. so looking uh, long term into the future about strengthening this part of the region economically, uh, uh, has uh, I think is very attractive to many people. What's the next step here? You mentioned this is a feasibility study. What comes next now? Well, I think um, there uh, will uh, the next phase of work will I think will focus on trying to develop a, a partnership and some kind of mechanism to run it. Uh, so, um, and options will look at options to establish an authority, uh, some kind of decision-making body, and then we'll also have to look at processes to engage the community on both sides of the border and in clearly an environmental review as well. So um, so we've committed a little bit more money to the next step and we're going to continue working with the state of Washington and, and the state of Oregon. When could it get built if we if it does get approved? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, it, I, I don't really have a timeline on that. I, I think okay. realistically it would be 10 to 15 years, but... Uh, Okay. These these kind of projects don't uh, clearly take a long time in the planning. So, but uh, but it is uh, time goes by quickly, and uh, and if you don't plan for your future, then uh, then other things will other okay. uh, crosswinds will sideswipe you. It's an exciting idea for sure. Thanks for coming on today. Oh no problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's Bruce Ralston. He's BC's Minister of Jobs, Trade and Technology, talking about that proposed. High-speed train, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland. What do you think about this? Call me on the open line and tell me what you think about it now. That's a big price tag for this thing, but the backers of it also saying, look, you get a huge economic payoff from it as well, and maybe it could be self-sustaining by the time you get the thing built in the future. I don't know. It's a pretty exciting project in my mind.